Welcome to the Chamber Podcast. In the final episode in our mini-series around the Birmingham Economic Review 2018, we're looking at the Birmingham City region as a place and its potential to attract inward investment. I'm Dan Harrison, Press and PR Executive at the Chamber. I'm Emily Stubbs, Policy Advisor at the Chamber. I'm Nigel Driffield, Professor of International Business and Deputy Pro Vice-Chancellor at Warwick Business School. And uh, John Crouch had too many hats, but here I think as Chairman of the Commonwealth Games Organising Committee. In this episode, we're going to be looking at Birmingham as a place for inward investment, how it can continue to attract inward investment and unlock its full potential. First of all, you may have heard a bit about the Birmingham Economic Review for 2018, but Emily's going to start by giving us a little recap of what it's all about. Sure. So the Birmingham Economic Review for 2018 is written by the University of Birmingham City City Ready in partnership with the GBCC. It will provide a comprehensive insight into the ideas, people, infrastructure, business environment and places within Birmingham. It's framed around these five pillars of the industrial strategy and it aims to support business decision making regarding investment and opportunities in the city region. Okay, so we know we've got a, a number of incredibly exciting projects going on in Birmingham over the next few years. Not least the 2022 Commonwealth Games, and uh, we're delighted to have John here today, who is chairing the organising committee. Um, John, tell us a little bit about the opportunities that the Commonwealth Games can bring to the, the city and the, the wider region. Well, for a start, that's a question that no one can answer because a little bit about it's impossible. So even so, I think I've been in the role for a couple of months. So even when I started out two months ago, I thought the opportunities for the region were enormous but as I've gone on I've realized I hadn't even begun to realize it so uh, the background first of all in the city and region we've had we had 40 years of economic decline year on year from the early 1970s almost from the day I started work uh, and so we've just begun to see a bit of an upturn with that as we all know particularly here in the chamber the last two or three years we've finally seen that slide what seemed interminable an extra slide be reversed so one of the things the commonwealth games will be to perhaps to put some sustainability behind that some real oomph it's come along at a perfect time but i think more importantly that uh, unless you're my age you don't quite realize how that 40 years has affected the, the psyche the swagger of your average midlander your average brummie you have 40 years of decline has turned us into people with a bit of gallows humor modest midlands you know we've lost we were the you know the the, the cradle of the empire, yeah, the home of local government, all those great things that we had going for us up until the late 60s. All that's sort of gone, our leadership's gone, major businesses have gone away, headquarters have gone away. Um, so it, it's a real opportunity for us to regain our mojo and our confidence and be frankly the great city we are and have the confidence to say to the world what a great city we are as opposed to what we've tended to do in recent years to allow the world to tell us what's wrong with Birmingham. So it's important for people to realise it's not just the things you can quantify in terms of pounds and pence. Well, that would be me. I think the real. So obviously there, is, there are all the other tangible things like skills. We saw the Mace report recently about the two million billion pound business gift. So business getting chamber members engaged in the in the supply chain. Um, skills, getting volunteers, all that great stuff, bringing the region together because we're not a strong collectively as we should be so using the city culture in coventry which is almost as important and having 48 uh, 24 months you know two years of constant uh, promotion in the midlands all, all of that all those are tangibles but i think at the end of it if we have a legacy which is not wasn't that wonderful everyone had a great time everyone enjoyed coming here but actually we've changed our cycle we've changed our approach 
we've given ourselves some momentum, sustainability. That'd be fantastic. So I'm very keen in my role to constantly be looking at how do we want this to look at the end? Not that wasn't that great, but how do we want the Midlands to be as a result of this and make sure we reach for that every day? It's a fantastic opportunity. Sure. Now, the Birmingham Economic Review shows that inward investment is contributing to productivity and jobs here in the region. But what are the challenges also posed by inward investment? The challenge, perhaps, that's posed by inward investment is everybody is chasing the same skilled workers. Everybody is chasing the same finance. Everybody is chasing the same skilled workers. Most sectors will tell you they have significant skill shortages and they are also the sectors that we are seeking to attract more inward investment in because that's where you get the biggest growth. So quite simply, we need we need to improve our game in terms of skills that will then unlock further productivity. Obviously, I entirely echo that. And uh, you know, if you look, to what, you look to the issues we have, and that's part of the 40 years decline I was talking about, that our, we don't have a skill base that we need today. Yeah, so we start that 40 years, 36, 37% of our GVA in Birmingham was manufacturing. It's single figures now, I'm looking at the expert, but 6 or 7% now. So those skills have gone, yeah, and so, we, so the need to attract inward investment, a lot of that is having a, making sure we've got the skill base that makes that investment attractive, makes people want to come here. Nigel, I believe you previously worked with the LEP and uh, Marketing Birmingham, now the West Midlands Growth Company, to, to develop an inward investment strategy that attracted £150 million over two years. So what are inward investors looking for and how can Birmingham become a, an ever more attractive place for, for investment? I think the key thing for any location looking to attract internationally mobile capital, I'll call it, whether it's foreign or whether it's British coming from somewhere else, is establish what your value proposition, value proposition is to the world. So where can a firm do better in this region than it can do somewhere else? So the key thing is to communicate that. Now, I think an important part of that is linked to the Commonwealth Games and just getting the, the city on the, the world map. And so people are familiar with it, particularly certain parts of the, the Commonwealth, like India, for example, where we, we as a country, we attract a high proportion of India's outward foreign investment. And frankly, we could do with more of it coming to the, the Midlands and there's, there's no reason why not. So the, the key thing is to establish your value proposition. What sectors are you majoring in? What sectors can firms do better here because of what is already here, because of the supply chains that are here? The most common question I'm asked when I get involved talking to inward investors is tell us about your local supply chain. The most common question I'm asked by small firms is how can you help me get into the supply chain of insert company of choice? And what we can do is we can put those together better, which essentially is what the industrial strategy is all about. Okay. And uh, finally, I mean, the, the B word comes up in, in most conversations, doesn't it? Um, we've, we've got to consider that when we're talking about inward investment. So how might inward investment to the region be affected by Brexit? I know you're both looking at each other going, oh no, who wants to take this one first? So I'll go first. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge for the UK in general. Um, I'll put my neck out. Inward investment into the UK is going to fall. Whatever form of Brexit we have, it is going to make it harder for companies with integrated value chains to work into and out of Europe. And 
and that is going to hit inward investment. How? Well, that probably in part depends what sort of Brexit we have. What can we do about it? Well, we need to establish what sorts of investment opportunities are, if you like, independent of Brexit, or what sorts of firms will want to retain their location within the UK or within the Midlands, and therefore we'll be looking to build supply chains here. So the obvious ones, perhaps a Jaguar Land Rover and Aston Martin, both of those are iconic British brands. If importing components from Europe gets harder, they have they have two, op- two options. They can either move their production elsewhere or they can source more locally. What we have to help them do is source more locally, which brings us back to the the comments I just made about building supply chains, building small firms, building sort of clusters, supporting skill strategies, focusing on key sectors like advanced manufacturing, like digital, like life sciences. Uh, And so that's, that's essentially what we have to do is we have to establish what we are going to be good at And that's really the only way around it. Equally, I think it's also fair to say there is a lot of investment is going to come to the Midlands in the next 10 years, which is independent of Brexit, which is, you know, HS2. And all of the opportunities and the advanced manufacturing opportunities that are going to come around different sorts of autonomous transport, different sorts of transport opportunities. And we have to, again, capture that, irrespective of whether that investment is foreign or whether it's domestic we have to then maximize the gains of that in terms of building skills building supply chains terrific answer i'm very happy to follow that not go first that was fantastic so my comment would be a more practical one having heard that which i think is absolutely spot on that i think you know in my business world i'm already seeing the effects of it so i'm already seeing some of the businesses i chair uh, overseas customers making decisions, particularly where they're involving long-term new products with a, new, with a long lifeline, already making decisions not to come to England, not to come to us, because they think they, if they go to you know, somewhere that's got a more stable future, and that's all they're talking about. So they just think, if I've got, I've got a 10-year product here, it's going to take you two years to do the tooling and the development. You know, if I take it to the UK, I have no idea what's going to happen to the UK. I don't know what that's going to mean. So I might as well take it to Germany where I understand what that is. So already a considerable disadvantage, I think. Um, and then the practical answer to the really excellent academic one is, who knows? Frankly, we don't know, do we? Hard, soft, you know, second referendum. And that's the other problem is that we're all, frankly, sitting on our thumbs, not making investment decisions we should be making and not making other decisions that we should be making. Mm-hmm.